three, two, one, and welcome, folks. This is Elijah Bailey. And this is Richard Taplin. And it feels like it's been so long since... Oh, because you were out a week. Damn right I was. God, son Malcolm of a Malcolm White bitch. came in the studio and replaced... Temporary replaced me. And, yeah. um, sorry yeah, about that. About. Yep. No, it, I mean, it's okay. It's, it's refreshing for the audience to get a new set of vocals on the mic, especially this being Malcolm's second time on the Elijah Bailey Show. Hmm. What? I'm trying to think where the hell I went. No, we just had that crazy week, so you were working. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. I didn't go nowhere. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah so I was over thinking in my head, like, oh, where, where did I go? I don't remember going anywhere. <laughs> Richard's back. We're in the studio, and we're going to do a uh, quick pop today. Quick pop. Quick pop. Quick pop. So what we're going to do is we're going to go into, this is a spoiler-free cast on Netflix Iron Fist. We're going to go back into the history of Iron Fist. I know you had some questions because I'm uh, about halfway through the first season, my second time. So we'll talk about Iron Fist, talk about some things that are going on right now, give you the anime and manga of the month, along with the podcast and cosplay of the week. And here we go with the Elijah Bailey Show. You know what? Yes, sir. This is the last episode that we will use that music. Oh, look at that. I know, I know. I said it, and I'm sticking to it. Episode 70, as much as I like, because when we first, when I put that music on, I was like, eh, feeling good. And now I'm like, I found some better music. <laughs> it's mm. time to switch it. Uh, it. It happens. It happens to the best of us. But you know, the one that is uh, still in my heart is Dr. Wiley. Perception. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, you should bring boy. him back. I might. I might have to do it. He might be like... Um, You're in, not going to do it. <laughs> he might be in the soft intro. I don't know. Okay, so first things first, right off the bat, got to give a, a huge shout out to the OKC podcast community because I did not go to the last meetup. And I know, did you go, Richard? Mm-mm. Boom, I knew it. I should have just said I knew you didn't go. We didn't go. I was out of town. I had a meeting uh, with the Wild Bunch organization. So I was in Tulsa for the day and I didn't make it back till I was late. Late, late. And I was like, eh, I haven't seen my wife or my dog, so I might as well stay home. But shout out to the OKC podcast community. Thank you guys for updating us, keeping us informed, and then trying to structure these groups and these meetings so everybody can get better and we can get some criticism uh, between each podcast. You know, some things we might be missing. Also, shout out to Jennifer Crawford and Podcasting Smarter. Always giving us a lot, a lot of podcast information, whether it's from Podbeam or stuff that she's gone out and found herself. I mean, she's having interviews and meeting all kinds of people multiple times in just one day every week. So thank you, guys. Thank you, Jennifer. Also, the extraordinary journey of a black nerd group, black nerd squad, and then black nerd problems. Thank you, guys, for supporting the show. If you go to the description, what we've done to make it easier is all the hyperlinks are in the description for everything. Your cosplay of the week, your podcast of the week. Your anime and manga of the month, it'll take you to Crunchyroll or to wherever you can find that manga, Unix manga, manga reader. And then also for all of our groups that have open groups, we put the hyperlinks in so you can just click on them and go to their Facebook page, follow them, and also our Twitter, Instagram, and all the other information. So thank you guys. <sighs> I feel good getting that off my chest. Yeah. I'm glad. Because <laughs> you did not have anything to add nope. to that at all. So you, you got to go back to work after this, don't you? Uh, no, I got other things I got to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. This isn't Patreon, folks. You don't get to know. <laughs> you don't get the scoop. <laughs> but uh, like Elijah was saying, you know, you can definitely find out all our stuff at Elijah Belly Show without the motherfucking W. That's right. And that's like not spelling out motherfucking W, but just like not putting the W at the yeah. end of show. Yeah, just, just to clarify it. that. Yeah, because I got confused. And I was like, dude, I don't think. Twitter will allow us to do that shit. Yeah. Um, but make sure to follow us on Patreon as well, www.patreon.com forward slash Elijah Bailey Show with the motherfucking W. And yeah. The same and, thing. And that's what actually when you see all of Richard's content and everything like that. <laughs> yes, you do. Now, one thing that's going to be, I don't want to say unique, but one thing that I want to bring to Patreon, I'm going to change up one of the tiers and make it a lower dollar tier, and I'm going to do reviews. So the Iron Fish, if you want the spoiler for the season, I'm actually going to record myself and put that on Patreon, going episode by episode through all 13 episodes of Iron Fist and give you the lowdown on that. Today is a spoiler-free cast all about the origin of Iron Fist and then the questions that Richard had for me because 
I'm a big martial arts guy, and this is a martial arts comic book character. And I don't know if there was too much martial arts in in Iron Fist. So for for me anyway, <sighs> some vibrate. <laughs> But it still went off. This rule applies since day one. Well, dude, I've bought all the beers up here. <laughs> you and have. Of all the liquor up here. So I, yeah, I think that, I think that clears me. Yeah, hopefully. I, I think Stone did one bottle and then Michael. Or now, the one that I did love was uh, Mike Stojic's. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. That, was some, that, that was some good stuff right there. Shout out to Mike Stojic. You guys will hear his commercial later on in the show. You can go find Make It a Double Podcast on iTunes, but I'll let you hear that straight from Mike Stojic once we get into the show. Now, before we get into... Congratulations to him. He just opened up his bar. Yes, I saw it. Man, I, it's like I've been liking all of his pictures like every single day. Yeah, because you're a groupie. I, I am. It's okay. uh, his beard. It's okay. His beard. But before we get into Iron Fist, Dragon Ball Super episode eighty-two. Uh, we've been we've been kind of cutting back, and I think this will be something that we can record or do a video on Patreon, so the show doesn't get overflooded with Dragon Ball Z. Because what's wrong with that? Isn't, there's nothing wrong with that. But there's why, so why much. Why do you make it sound like there's something wrong with no. us over flooding the Logic Belly show with Dragon Ball Z? What's wrong with that? I'm not saying the anime I, show don't do it. Yeah, I know. You Ooh. guys don't talk enough about Dragon Ball. Man, get I know. out of here. Okay, okay. We might keep it in the show. But Man. We, Man. <laughs> we missed. Man. Now. Man. Uh, so you got, and, and then you and dropped, dropped my phone. phone. <laughs> but we had a hiatus. I was going crazy without episode 82 for a week. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. We just got all this information that there's going to be a battle royale. The traditional way to do a tournament is you go through your prelims, you whittle it down to was ten to eight participants, then they go and they fight their way up the bracket all the way to the top two. Well, for Dragon Ball Super, we found out that in episode eighty two, the high priest, he's the one that's fucking pulling the strings, like we called before. But it's going to be a huge battle arena. What uh, there's four universes that are excluded, isn't it? Seven and eight, and one and two, because they ha- they have a high godly status. Uh, I don't think it was that many. I think it was just two universes. You sure? I think so. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up. Okay, so we have these uh, universes that are excluded. Then all the other universes have to compete, and the one universe that wins not only gets to use the universal Dragon Balls, but they're the only universe that gets to stay in existence. Now, two things came in my head after we had this hiatus. Maybe, uh, and I know that they say that everybody in the universe is going to be eliminated, but what if Zeno let the competitors that lost live on that one universe. So that way he could have them compete again. They could get stronger because he's all about, you know, trying to see who the strongest is and excitement and battle. So that was one of my theories. What do you think about that? That sounds interesting. You don't think he's going to do it? I don't think he's going to do it. Just because he's. Yeah, I, I think that's like, uh, that's what, I think it would be pretty cool, but I, I, I can't see that happening. I do see something with those other two universes. Uh, or other four universes excluded. Okay. Well, I don't. I'm still looking okay. it up. Um, being something about like at the end of the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. maybe that they and they have to go against them because Goku is actually going against one of I think it's Universe Eleven. He's going against one of their competitors, and they were excluded from the tournament. So Universe Eleven was excluded. I think so. I think that's what Universe he's from because he's part of. The universe, it's almost like each, not each universe, but this universe specifically has a Ginyu Force. His name is Topo, and he's yep, the Topo. warrior the warrior of freedom. He is dabbing his ass off on Goku and hitting them stances with them big-ass arms. But it made sense. Yeah, it did remind me of a lot of Ginyu Force. Like, <laughs> and honestly, the dude kind of ignored the crap out of me, too, because he kept talking. Uh, about kept talking. Like, I care less if he's like trying to label Goku as the evil guy. But he was just doing way too much talking. And then he, Goku was, we'll get to that in the minutes. Goku wore his ass out. So the other one that I thought of besides Xeno allowing the losers to live on one universe is what we initially said. The Dragon Ball is going to be used to restore all the universes. Because like, Xenochan, he said it'll grant whatever wish. So he doesn't care what the wish is. And that universal dragon can do anything. It's so big that their minds can't conceive how big it is. So those are my two options for the, the Battle Royale. If it was 11, um, no, it wasn't 11. Because mm-hmm. remember, he did say, my my friend, my sworn friend will be able to beat you, though. Yeah, he's because he's the second strong. Yeah, so it couldn't have been 11 that was excluded from the tournament then. Dang, that's right. So it was yeah. that Universe 7? And it probably. wasn't 2, because 11 uh-uh. and 2 are... Are excluded. 
No, eleven and two. It's like how the universes are portrayed is that they're all like twin universes. Oh yeah, so, so eleven six and, and two, seven, yes, eleven, 11 and, two and two are together. Yeah. Okay, so maybe there's one and twelve. One and twelve. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I got you. And so now we find out from the high priest that the tournament is like on the three hundred billionth day, which is in our time forty hours away, and they have to have a huge battle royale. So what, eighty participants, seventy participants? Yeah, so, something, so, like, something that. like that. Yeah, about seven. No, about a hundred participants because each universe got ten. 10. And then there's 10 universes that, that are, are competing. Yeah. Okay, so 100 competitors on this platform, and they all have to, and the way that they do it is you throw them, you know, fall off the edge. What'd you find out? All right, I do know for a fact, you are right, though, actually. I, I take what I said back. Uh, there is four universes it's universe 12, universe 1, and 5 and 8. Okay, so 5 and 8 and 1 and Yeah, and one 5 and 8 was the one I for, completely forgot about. But I did too. Okay, so those are the four universes excluded. Now it's a battle royale between the rest of them to throw them off. Now they and just before I can clarify this yeah. as well, the reason the the reason why they're actually excluded is because I guess their uh, average mortal level that's what they yeah, was rated by right. is above seven on the Xeno scale. Above seven, yeah. and we don't know what that consists, but it, it does reflect well on the the Kai, the gods, and then also the god destructions, the god of creation, yeah. and also the angels for their guidance. Yeah, because from what I'm from what I was reading, it's like they're saying that um, above the mortal level, yes, when you start hitting the god levels, mm-hmm. and I guess uh, so they might have a whole bunch of people in God form, which is as on Earth, you know, our, our universe, Universe Seven, we only got Goku and Vegeta currently right now yeah. at that god status so if they have like a flock of people well, that's because goku and them killed everybody the status yeah that's very true <laughs> see if they can come to the future and be like okay frieza we need you to not be an asshole you already got your gold for him let's keep going let's get that baby blue for him and so that's pretty cool though i did not know it was based on who was you know had in that god realm yeah they call uh, uh mortal and divine status oh shit yeah See, now that makes me interested to see these other, like you said, the winner of the tournament, will they have to compete against these other godly status beings? Or are they just going to join them and it's going to be on Beerus and the rest of them to bring their, their uh, what would you say, divine level up? Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. But they all have to throw each other off of the platform until there's one person standing. We already saw that Topa's friend is going to be fighting Goku. That's like in the opening credit scenes. So... This is what we found out for Dragon Ball Super 82. Now, the one deal that I did like is Goku just got off of whooping the oldest wolf brother's ass. Whoops his ass. And then he, Goku, he's like, you think I'm, you want to think I'm a villain? That's fine. Let's go. No sense to being nothing. Nothing. And he rocked that shit out. He was hidden after he went to his Kaioken god form. Yeah. Topo couldn't keep up with his ass. Topo was getting his. He stomped him in the face like five times. I said, God damn, Goku. But Topo was the first grappling master that we've seen in a while. Oh, yeah, especially that little tornado kick he did or that mm. tornado mm-hmm. uh, slam he did. Remind where he me of Jace. Jace. For Jason Burter. Oh, yeah, because did. Why did he have yeah. something like that? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Reusing the, going <laughs> back to the yeah. recyclables, I see. <laughs> uh, basically, what this move was, he jumped on Goku's shoulders. Uh, I guess squeeze his heels up against yeah, Goku's like, cheeks. Like Dorothy, yeah. Yeah, and then start spinning in circles. And that, like, you could tell that Goku was not ready for that. Yeah, he's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, but Chi-Chi. Oh, come here. That's why. Oh, you know what? Okay. I'm forgetting about the professionalism. You know what? They need need Mr. Popo. If you're going to have Master Roshi on the team, get Popo. Popo sucked in the Kamehameha. And I'm super, super just trying to figure out, like. Why the fuck? Like, why the fuck a lot of things? And (laughs) which sucks because I wonder. See, one thing about Dragon Ball Z Super or Dragon Ball Z period is that their, their time. Their timing sucks, in which mm-hmm. most animes tend to suck, but Go- Dragon Ball is by far the worst. And what I mean <laughs> by that is that 12 hours can be like 30, 40 episodes. But they've been going pretty quick, though. Yeah, but to, for, each for them to try to figure episode. out, because they only got like under 39 hours yeah. to get ready to find eight more people, or actually seven more people, because they got Goku, Gohan, and Boo, Boo so far, and yeah. they have to have ten people to participate in this Royal Rumble. So they have to find seven more people. Yeah. Seven more people in 38 hours. We, but we've already seen the lineup, so all we need exactly. is just so the adventure. To, 
the the adventure yeah. exactly the adventure how are they going to make this 38 hour adventure like how many episodes are we about to wait until the tournament actually starts know, that's where i'm I, getting at because I know the next one is pretty fast because they say bulma could give birth at any time and you see vegeta holding the new baby bola or yeah. bra whichever name you're going to go by but he's holding her so now boom he's freed up to fucking but we still got to figure out master roshi yeah we still got to figure out where the fuck they TN. find no, not even TM, but Android, Android 17. 17. Yeah. Where the fuck he been? Well, he's just going to come out with his Somebody boots on. Yeah. He's like, hey, y'all, I've been over here dealing cocaine in J- Japan. How y'all been doing over <laughs> this here? Is, this, is a th- this is a theory because there was some wish that was made that brought Nappa back before the whole GT deal where the Nazis came back. And so Danny and Iffy from the Krillnet podcast, which you can find on iTunes, said that Na- uh, Nappa went ahead and grew his afro and he became Hercule. That's what that's who Napa is. So Android eighteen might have did some shit like that and like took over somebody else's responsibility. But he looks just like himself though. Yeah, he does. He At least in the him. um, you know, the artwork. Because I yeah. haven't seen any. Have you seen clips of him actually fighting? Nope. Just, I don't think that's just in the, the beginning. Intro. Is it? Yeah. That's Even it. in the intro, is he fighting in the intro? Is he just no? He's just just walking. Yeah, he's not doing shit. Him and uh, Android eighteen hit that pose back to back. We're looking at the camera with the sun shining behind him. If, but if they it. don't fuse, I don't care. I don't I'm know if saying. they will. They won't. I'm just saying. This Anyways. Breaking my heart. So, okay, so we know that episode 83, Vegeta's daughter is going to be born. So that means that he tells Vegeta, and Vegeta you know, throws that baby off to the side, puts some gloves on, and now they've got their, their fourth person. And then next episode is going to be Krillin, Master Roshi, Tien. And everybody fucking else. <laughs> yeah, it's either that or they're going to stretch out to one more episode, and then they start to turn. Like, yeah. it'll do 39 hours, then they'll go to 20 hours. And then it's like ten hours out because so you they see have to at least three episodes. I think so because I see three four. or four yeah. because they have I to have four. some kind of strategy meeting because Piccolo's going to be on the team and Gohan and they're the smartest too. But Gohan hasn't been fighting. It's, okay, and confirm this: the hyperbolic time chamber is destroyed, isn't it? They reopened it. Somebody was training in there recently, or something happened because Piccolo can reconstruct it or Dende can. So they reconstructed the door, okay. so they can get in and get out. Okay. But they don't need it because they can go into Weiss's staff, remember? That's only for a couple people, though. Okay. Like, Weiss will, it's, it's the same atmosphere as the room. That's right. I time. do remember that they were making reference to that. Yeah, so they can do that that way, or, I mean, they can do the other way. Goku could even make a portal, because Gotenks did when they turned 2% percent and 3 and they yelled. They made a portal out of that room because they destroyed the door to get back to Earth, because Boo had escaped to get That's bored. Right. Hmm. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. There's some there's some possibilities. It's going but, to be interesting, but they definitely got to get some training in. Yeah, Gohan is rushed tea, <laughs> but say I did, at least. But I did like, he's like, it must be my same blood. I'm getting excited. I was like, ooh, okay, now so. if you train. I hope so. And I hope they're hitting towards Goku. I mean, Gohan Go getting stronger, yeah. yeah. He has to. He has to. And then yeah. with... with with three, because if Krillin, thought, if Krillin ascends before Gohan again, I honestly thought after the whole Frieza <laughs> deal, I thought Gohan would, you know, or actually, yeah, even when Lord Beerus first came to Earth, I thought Gohan would probably, you know, ah, he got bitch yeah. slapped. Dude. He was he got taken out worse than Yamcha. Oh yeah, he did. No, wait a second. No, no. he did. He did because no Piccolo had the chopsticks on him. Beerus didn't even use his hands on him. Beerus used the chopsticks on Piccolo, and then he got Yamcha. Uh, I gotta rewatch that. Yeah. So, so that is. So, how you feeling? How you feeling about Dragon Ball Super? You just waiting and just angst? waiting, just waiting. <laughs> just I'm, I'm not too angsty, but uh, I, I was more angsty during the Black Saga, uh, especially when mm-hmm. they were like going back and, and forth, fusion I was, and everything. I think else. the Black Saga was just so confusing at the same time. You're still trying to figure out who the fuck is this guy. Where did he come from? Yeah. Why is Who, he? Yeah. yeah. What's going on? Why does he got the earrings? There are so many unknowns. And this one, granted, we unknowingly know of the fighters of the different universes, but you know that's kind of Dragon Ball Z. And this isn't yeah. the first. Ter- this is the not the first tournament of Super. No. So we probably kind of can expect the unexpected on that. Yeah, because I think that's what happened with the Cell Saga. Like, oh shit, we we're supposed to have a tournament. We fucked that up. So let's go ahead and have one in Super now. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I guess they did. Like at the end, the very end of the, the Cell Dragon- Saga. No, no, no. At the very end of Dragon Ball, where he fights Oob and stuff, they did have a tournament then. <laughs> 
But they've already discredited that. Like, Pan wasn't, like, they went back before that. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, this is Dragon Ball Super for you guys. This is how we feel, what we think, what's going on right now in the show. I am excited because I do like the other personality to these guys, the destructions. But some of the Kai's are fucking evil as well. Uh, I, I'm not going. I'm not going to throw the evil word out there. But yeah, they. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. They are definitely. They, they uh, grimy. Uh, they don't have too many fucks left. Mm-mm. I was like, <laughs> damn. Like Supreme kind. Everybody looked like angels compared to them. Yeah. So okay. So let's do this. I'll take a quick pause for the call so you can listen to Mr. Mike Stojic, and we'll be right back with the Elijah Bailey Show. Hey, this is Mike Stojic with the Make It A Double Podcast. We talk everything booze, spirits, history, mythology, and the people and stories that make it all great. You can find us on Facebooks. You can find us on the Instagrams. You can find us on the uh, the Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere, all the podcasting platforms. We're going to do it. All right, hey, this is Turn On The Game, the podcast. I'm Frog. I'm Justin. I'm Chris. I'm Philip. We are an Oklahoma-based podcast consisting of four young men commentating on the sports world. Our show will also cover the latest and current events related to sports locally and nationally. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Turn On The Game Podcast, at Turn On The Game. You can follow us at Twitter, at Turn On The underscore game, and on Instagram, at Turn On The Game. And be a part of the show and email us at Turn on the game four at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Black and Studios. It's game time, fellas. Turn on the game. Did they say young man? They said young boy. Dude, That's like, like a woman lying on their on their uh, about their driver's license, how old they is. Yeah, they're, they're like old as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm 30, <laughs> so what they about 50? Yeah, uh, they're probably pushing. They're pushing, they're probably pushing. pushing that that uh yeah, four half young, a century. Four young men. <laughs> I think out of all them combined, they'll equal up to a hundred years. Shit. <laughs> make it uh, turn on the game. I was about to say make it a game. I was about to combine the two. Yeah, but uh let me give a quick plug. But yeah. if you are a Matt March Madness, and I think everybody loves brackets, dude. Mm. Uh, check out Turn on the Game. They're actually having this huge March Madness bracket giveaway. Uh, the winner, from what I heard, gets a $25 gift card to Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, I love Buffalo Wild Wings, mm-hmm. even though I'm not eating it right now. We had a Buffalo Wild Wings episode, so people should know we love Buffalo Wild exactly, Wings. Exactly, exactly. So uh, check them out on Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram at Turn on the Game. And uh, be a part of their March Madness giveaway. Yes. Now, since we're on the topic of brackets. Brackets. I am still a writer for my fantasy <laughs> sports talk. I know I haven't talked about it too much, but we have brackets going on right now about favorite characters. They range from your favorite TV, movie, comics for DC and Marvel characters. So right now there's two brackets up, which you can find on the Elijah Bailey Facebook page. It doesn't matter if it's my personal one or the, the public one. The brackets are on there. You can go and vote. Uh, they have matchups such as Batman versus Darkseid, The Flash versus Doomsday, Aquaman versus Harley Quinn. Is that the one that you, uh, I think I saw? You had Iron Fist on there, didn't you? I, I think they had Iron Fist in there as well. Okay. Yeah. So, so you can go and, and just follow my page, or you can go to my Fantasy Sports Talk and type in DC bracket or Marvel bracket. And that way you can go ahead and vote because that really helps us out to get an accurate sense of who would actually win based off of you, the people. Now, I did write an article about Iron Fist vs. Bane that just dropped today. I think that's what I was checking that's out. That's when you were Yeah, thinking. yeah, yeah, because I remember it was Bane. We were talking about Bane last episode, right? We we dabbled in it a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if that made well, it on no, the show. We were, or no, the, we were just outside talking about Bane. And we do, okay, so I was about to say, I don't yeah. know if it made it on the show without his Patreon content. It was interesting because I wanted to get this done before Iron Fist dropped, and Iron Fist dropped March 17th, so that was a Friday, and as soon as that came on Netflix, I watched the entire season in in three days. I had one episode to watch Sunday morning. Spoiler free is what I'm trying to be today. Well, let's I'll, go and just start just who is Iron Fist. Okay, we'll start with Iron Fist. Iron Fist is Daniel Thomas Rand Kai. And this is Marvel World, right? Not DC? This is Marvel, correct. Yes. Gotcha. Now, his, his father was Wendell Rand, and Wendell Rand had saved the ruler of Kung Lung. Now, Kung Lung is one of, at the time that you read this story, it, it's one of the seven heavenly cities. So it only appears in the realm of Earth every now and then, kind of like Asgard and some of the other dimensions. We later find out that there's eight realms, 
but that's later on in into Iron Fist's backstory when he starts to become the immortal Iron Fist. Wendell saves the ruler of Kung Lung. They adopt him. So he is actually raised in Kung Lung because Kung Lung only appears every 10 years on Earth. Okay. On the 10th year, he spent 10 years there, appears back on Earth. He leaves Kung Lung, being fulfilled, having his family there, and then goes back to New York to make something of himself. He becomes an entrepreneur and then marries a socialite, and then he has his son, Daniel. Nine years after that, because it's almost time for Kung Lung to open back up again, he takes his family and his business partner, Harold Meacham, and where Kung Lun appears is the Himalayas. So he takes them to the Himalayas. And they're walking in the, the snow-filled mountains or snow-capped mountains. Daniel's tied to his mom. He slips. They go over the edge. The mom's hanging on for dear life. Wendell grabs her hand, lowers them down with their with their rope to the next ledge, and then he fucking slips off, <laughs> slip slips off the cliff. Oh, holding on like Mufasa. Got to be that. That's what I was say. That sounds yeah. like a Lion King moment. Yes, hashtag Lion King. <laughs> and then next thing you know, Harold comes over. Wendell think he's going to help him, put them boots on that hand, and he fell to his death. Mm. And this was all a part of Harold's deal. He wanted to find some way to kill Wendell so he could take over the company. And this presented the perfect opportunity. Upon killing Wendell, he confesses his love to his wife. Of course, of course. Because that's, that's what you do. Scumass to Heather. Even Scar did that. It just didn't work. Yeah. And so they're fucking Heather's disgusted. It's like, uh, no. <laughs> she put her hand up like, uh, bye, boo-boo, bye. And mm-hmm. her and Daniel run off. And he's like, all right, fuck it. Like, he's in the villain that's like, all right, fuck you then. So he goes off and just leaves them. Well, they finally find their way up to a side of to get up the mountain. We don't know this until later, but... Wendell has some kind of accident. Where we're at now, we find Heather and Daniel at a bridge trying to get to safety. Next thing you know, pack of wolves come out. So, of course. That's, wolves are like the, uh, that's how you get baptized by fire. Yeah, the, yeah, exactly. These were the same wolves from uh, that movie with Liam Neeson. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I knew you were going like, to refer to these wolves. Just, yeah, yeah it's to just some recurring. <laughs> yeah. And so um, Heather sacrificed. Same wolves in Baki. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Heather sacrificed herself so uh, Daniel can run across the bridge, which when he gets to the other side, there's monks there, the warrior monks. Now, unbeknownst to him for a couple of years, the monks tried to save his mom. They were shooting arrows at the wolves, but they didn't successfully kill the wolves. And we learned later on that, one of the wolves is actually a shapeshifter. So oh. everything in Iron Fist's story kind of ties back to those the beginning, his parents dying. So he makes it, the monks take him in. They take care of him for 10 years. In 10 years, Danny's 19. Now, while he's in Kung Lung, the new emperor is, is UT. Okay. And so he takes him in and he gives him, and doesn't really give him, but he says, Lei Kung should be the Thunderer, should be the one to train him. He takes Danny under his wing, and Danny progresses to be one of the greatest martial artists that he's ever had. And it's because when he came to Kung Lung, he knew that Harold killed his father and he was out for vengeance. And so that's originally why they took him in. Now, when we look at the way that Iron Fist starts in the show, it's a totally different way that his parents die. And in the comic. In, yeah. So from, the comic, from the comic is different, drastically different from the show. So and everything you just kind of described was more of the comic base, That was right? the comic. That's the comic origin. Gotcha. So now gotcha. when we go to Netflix, Iron Fist, Danny and his family are on a plane and they're flying to a, a foreign land, another Chinese place. I can't remember where it is, but they weren't going to Kung Lung. And then, you know, something but happened. But Kung Lung was present at this time. Yes. Okay. Yes. And How so, long does Kung Lung normally stay? They didn't really say how long it takes for the portal to close, but I'm guessing it comes on the 10th year and it might be open a week. Oh, I'm okay. thinking. So it's because, like, door shut. Well, yeah, because throughout the Iron Fist story, Iron Fist at one point in time cast an incantation, and wherever he is, Kung Lung is tethered to him. So he does the incantation, and Kung Lung will appear. And one of his, I don't know, I think it was a still serpent, which it used to be his best friend Davos. No, no, it wasn't Davos this time. But somebody tricked him into coming to Tokyo so he could summon Kung Lung, and it would kind of appear up in within Tokyo. the city. Gotcha. Yeah. So it wouldn't be like a scavenger hunt looking for it. Exactly. And just for the listeners, explain like what what's all, what, what's so special about Kung Lao? Kung Lung is just a heavenly city. So really, it's it's got its own people there. It's all it smells like. They make different references. It smells like cinnamon. The sun's out. The only time that there's anything that ever bad happens is if Kung Lung gets attacked by the hand, and that's why there is an iron fence there. So throughout Danny's training in the comics, he's with Liu Kang, the Thunderer. He becomes the best, and he earns the right to 
go in and challenge the sleeping dragon, if you will. Or it's not sleeping, but there's a legendary dragon there, Shaolau. You can go there. If you can defeat the dragon, then you will be bestowed the gift of the Iron Fist. Gotcha. And, okay. And so all of Danny's training up until that point is he's putting his hands into rocks, into dirt. And that's tempering. called yeah, tempering, yeah. Yeah, he's tempering his hands over time. And so he goes in. Shang, uh, Shaolau is the dragon there, says he can't defeat him. Danny notices that there's a dragon uh, insignia or symbol on his chest. That's where his heart is. So he knows that if he can put out his heart or at least cover it up, he can defeat Xiao Lao. So he goes up, grabs the dragon. Once he lets, once Xiao Lao, you know, dies down, that tattoo is branded him on his chest. So now he has the symbol of the Iron Fist. Mm. Then the last part of it is he has to stick his hands in molten hot. It, it almost looks like lava, but that's where Xiao Lao's heart is. So he shoves his hands in there, and upon taking him out, he's bestowed the gift of the Iron Fist. Mm. And so he turns into the living weapon the immortal iron fist at that point in time okay so netflix uh which their season just came out for iron fist we've been mm-hmm. looking we've been waiting for it for quite some time yeah. but they've been doing a really good job outside for seven daily sins <laughs> they've been doing a really good job putting their marvel shows out so uh, yeah. definitely shout out to netflix it's another which, 13 um, episode what's the name is on there too now one punch they man should, oh, oh yeah they they announced uh, one punch man yes um the the dove version isn't out yet i think it was just yesterday yeah march uh, 20th yeah, that's when it came out, yeah. yeah. And then Dave Chappelle came out March 21st today. Yes, Netflix is not playing mm-hmm. around no more. No. But, um, so, compare the two. Is is Netflix Iron Fist more so long taking the before he became Iron Fist? No. They're starting once he is Iron and Or, I guess, once he comes back from everybody yeah, thinking that he, come, he died. Yeah, one of the main differences is when Danny and his parents went to Kung Lung, or they were flying in the plane, and he was found in the mountains because they had to go over the Himalayas. He was 10 years old, and he didn't come back. The portal is not every 10 years, but every 15 years. So when he comes back now in Netflix, he's 25 years old versus 19 when he comes back. I wonder why they did certain small things like that. Because they can, like, one, they can age up the actor and cast him that older. Makes sense, yeah. And then he has more clarity because, and really, with the show, I think the way that they took Danny Rand, it would have been better if he's 19 because you can understand his mentality. They they show it from... Kind of still teenagerish, childish a little bit. Childish, and because you're in Kung Lung, you're made to be a warrior. If you do something wrong, you get beat, your temper, your body, you it is a warrior there there's civilians there but it's a warrior place and so danny has to repress his memories repress his emotions and then he's traumatic so it's it's like this like jessica jones was a story of overcoming somebody taking control of you iron fist is a story of overcoming the lack of control i can't control these these emotions these feelings i was taught to repress them i still have this major trauma that nobody talks about i need to push it deep down inside that's how i move past it and now i have this responsibility am i worthy of being the protector of kung lung Mm. and in the show he knew his his i mean not in the show but in the comic he knew his destiny was for vengeance so when kung lung came back around and he turned 19 he was you know given passage to leave kung lung and go find harold meacham when he found harold meacham when meacham left him the snow was too much for him. He had frostbite in his legs and he lost his legs. And so he was sitting in his office. He'd been waiting all these years for Danny to come get him. He figured that they lived and he was ready to accept his fate. And Danny took pity on him and didn't kill him. But right, right as he's about to walk out a door, a ninja comes in and kills Meacham. So, but, and then it, they kind of frame it on Danny. And so his daughter, Joy, thinks that Iron Fist did it and he has to go through this whole process. So if we talk about these side characters in the comic, Harold Meacham had a brother named Ward and a daughter named Joy. In the show on Netflix, he has a son and daughter. Ward is his son instead of his brother, and Joy is his daughter. Oh, okay. Okay. He is dead. I think they said when Danny finally comes back from Kung Lung, Harold Meacham has been dead for 12 years from cancer. So it's a completely different structure than the comic. And I feel like... When we started that path, it it opened my eyes to say, okay, this is going to be something new, something unique, something different. And then as they went throughout the show, I feel like they tried to pull pieces of the comic back into it at too late a point. So it was kind of offbeat for me because I know one of the things that I look for as a martial artist is the choreography. Mm-hmm. And is, it, I, is it rough? Some of it's rough, like timing, because they're big kung fu moves. So, you know, doing all these 
what what most people would consider a, like windmill and spinning around and stuff, it seems kind of off, especially when you're using using it on security guards or mercenaries or pe- regular people. I think he should have dispatched the people a lot quicker than he did. But then when they have huge fight scenes with actual people that train, it's a little bit better. And sometimes it's awesome. But okay. it, it, it's I think it's the limitation of the actors. Mm-hmm. Some of them do martial arts, some of them some don't. don't. You can kind of clearly tell that. Yeah, but I did like the way that they structured the hand and And the hand up. is the villain, right? Yes. Yeah, so if we're if we're talking about the other series in Daredevil season 2, especially more specifically the second half when we were talking about Electra, Nobu was a high-ranking officer in the hand. He those were the ninjas that Daredevil was facing. And then that crosses over into Iron Fist. One thing I can give away because we see her figure is Madame Gal from Daredevil. She is a part of the hand and she's in Iron Fist. Mm. And there's there's a lot of stuff in Iron Fist when you get in the later chapters of the Crane Mother and Zhao betraying Kung Lung and Iron Fist having to, you know, he can what's the word manipulate his chi he has to put his chi into a train to save kung long and there's like a whole bunch of mystical feats that he has to do with the power that he's given in the show it's more like madam gao is doing what's best for the organization the hand because what's best for the hand is best for her and madam gao don't fucking play around madam guy no bitch no if Daredevil would have took her on, he would have he would have retired. He would have took that L. Oh, he would have he would have had to give it up to Frank Castle, and then Frank Castle might have retired too. So I'm glad you brought up Daredevil because yeah. my next question was compare net. Like we said earlier, Netflix has been doing a great job of releasing the Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Daredevil, we got uh, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Jones, and then Iron, more? just Iron Fist right and, now. And Iron Fist now on Netflix, they have Daredevil and the Def- or not Daredevil, but the Punisher and Defenders coming Punisher. later. Okay, yeah. I didn't know that was out or not yet. Compared to Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, and Daredevil, even though they're kind of different, yeah. you know, characters and stories, we have to still somewhat compare them because yeah. they're all Marvel and and they're all going to be combining combining together. eventually. Because most people don't know that Daredevil wasn't an original member of the Defenders. That came later on. He started Heroes for Hire Incorporated with Luke Cage after this big ordeal. But comparing the shows. <sighs> It yeah, was, it not, wasn't, not, I don't uh, try not to do it from yeah. a comic book perspective. No, I'm doing yeah. it from like it, I, it wasn't a slow show, but it was even paced throughout. The, there was no real build or rise for me, so it was kind of vanilla mm. compared to the other shows. Like Daredevil, within at the very end, it was either the end of the first episode or starting the second episode. He'd already rescued the boy from the Russians. He'd already fucked the Russians up. He poked yeah, the guy underneath the yeah. eye and threw him off the bridge and stuff. That was like and, the first episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the end of the first episode. And Jessica Jones threw somebody through the window in the opening frame of the show. And she Luke also, Cage was a little slow, wasn't it? No, look, well, okay, here's the deal. Well, Luke, Luke Cage, we kind of hired new his stuff from Jessica Jones. Yeah, exactly, that's what it is. He that's was already in Jessica Jones. He had you knew his backstory. So Luke Cage, he didn't have to do too much. Plus, at the end of the episode, that dude punched him and broke his hand on his face. He did break his hand. So the action in these shows was a little bit. A little bit more sporadic, yeah, and yeah, it was and it was giving to to the audience. Whereas to kind of you know they, they quickly Netflix quickly threw that bait out there to catch you on to it, yeah. Whereas Daredevil, it seems like they they just kind of spread the food across the water and allow you to just to eat it, you know. Yeah, but I mean, Daredevil knew it was going to have two seasons though too. It, they thought if it was bad, it would just be by itself, but then it led to the other ones. And Iron Fist is like nobody knows Iron. Like out of the four. People know Luke Cage and people know Daredevil. They don't know Jessica Jones. Yeah, that I, didn't, well I didn't know Jessica because Jessica. Well. I mean, if you played Marvel Alliance one and two, then you know about Jessica Jones because she's married to Luke Cage and she has a baby during the Civil War um, oh, confrontation. That is her? Yeah, she, but she's wearing the different uniform, yeah. the, the blue and the white. And but you don't really know about Iron Fist. You know he's a karate guy. That's it. And he wears a mask. Mm-hmm. So his story being so far off from what people know because Iron Fist. Uh, the very first issue of Iron Man was Marvel premiere number 15 is published May 1st, 1974. Okay. It was created by, uh, written by Roy Thomas. And then the artist was Gil Kane. So 1974, no, nobody really knows, you know, Luke Cage because his blue, blue bottoms and the gold top and yeah. then, you know, chains and shackles on his mm. head. And so, <laughs> and so you kind of remember that and yeah. you know, he was with somebody, but well, he was a nigger. <laughs> you knew he was with somebody, but he was the muscle. 
And so I think they're trying to tell this story, one, from a different perspective to make it more accustomed to modern times because they're using the Internet. They're using yeah. uh, hidden bank accounts. But you still have that mysticism of the hand. Uh, they have brought Nobu back to life. They brought Elektra back to life. And then the Iron Fist, this is the first time we know of Kung Lung. Now, there's probably five good episodes where his hands lit up. So there's not a lot of Iron There's more Danny Rand in the story about the Meachams than there is Iron Fist because they have to build that backstory for you. Which makes sense. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't horrible, but I think they could have did better in spots. And with the budget that they had, they had to pick their spots. Yeah. Because, again, like we're taking a chance on this to be successful like the other shows because everybody knows that once you start studying Luke Cage, oh, his buddy's Iron Fist, so people are going to latch onto that. But at the same time, this is a hard story to tell because we're taking it from the perspective of a hidden heavenly city that nobody knows about. He's getting reacclimated into Earth, and then things go from there. Because in the comics, like I said, after the Meacham ordeal, Iron Fist met Colleen Wing, who was actually in the show, and then Misty Knight, who we saw in Luke Cage. And then a little bit after that, he started dating Misty Knight. And so they were a couple. Well, when he first met Luke Cage, Luke was hired by a bushwhacker i think to eliminate misty knight and so iron fist his first encounter with luke cage was to beat up a negative yeah to beat up luke cage and then they figured out a way to free him and then they started heroes for hire incorporated with all four of them and then he went on to be a part of the reform new avengers the new avengers the defenders the immortal weapons and, and so on and so from from there and then that's where people got to really know iron fist is the stuff that happened after that 1974 installment so it, it, hmm. it's okay. hard. It's hard yeah. to say. Yeah, no, I see you talking about. Um, so let me ask you one more question. Since mm-hmm. we did mention all the other three other shows, yeah, how would you stack rank them, oh, dude? This mm. is no, it's not even hard, dude. Luke oh, Cage okay. is my one. Okay, okay. Luke okay. Cage, got Luke, Luke. Luke Cage is up at the top, uh-huh. and then we're talking about everything that's been created, right? Like, so season one and two of Daredevil. Yeah, correct? I will give Daredevil. He got the advantage because he has two seasons. Okay, I will do Luke Cage. Then Daredevil, then Jessica Jones, then Iron Fist. Because okay. Jessica Jones' story... I mean, Jessica Jones had the per- the Purple Man was the perfect villain. Yeah. Best villain. And her story was one that uh, of trauma. Yeah. Getting over control. She has all this strength, but she could not help being raped by this guy who could just utter something. She had to do it. And I like her her mentality, but because of that, she's a heavy alcoholic and she's a heavy drinker, so she still has Have some more stuff. of some real-life issues. Yeah, she has some stuff to overcome, so I think there's still more growth for her character. Danny Rand, they're just introducing him, and by the end of the show, he's got a lot of fucking problems. And then there's something that happens with Kung Lung and something that happens with his or- the organization of the hand and all this other stuff. So he's got a lot of character growth. But Daredevil developed and established that Matt Murdock was very much tied to his religion. And so every time he did something, it was a constant internal struggle. But he had to do it to save the people that he loved and the people around the place where he grew up. He had to save his home because his home saved him after he was blind. And he has the battle with the hand. He has the battle with his love interest, Electra, which I know they're going to finish that in season three. And then he had the Punisher, somebody that had threw that morality out of the window because I need to kill bad guys because they're bad. If we let them out, they're going to do it again. So why do we keep locking people up to get out to do the same bad shit again? Yeah. And so that was a heavy pull with his morality. And I think that really shaped him. Plus his relationship deteriorating between Foggy and Karen Page and then Nelson and Murdoch kind of disbanding and kind of get back together and then all the other stuff. But Luke Cage was one that once they established Jessica killed his wife and the kind of guy he was, you know, he's bedding down women is what he's doing. Oh, yeah. But in Luke Cage, he... Laying pipe. Oh, yeah. That coffee? <laughs> you want you want extra strong or you want Boy, some cream in that coffee? Well, <laughs> you don't want no cream. I don't do cream in my coffee. <laughs> but he established himself in Luke Cage of I'm... I don't want to be the defender of Harlem. I want to get away from this because I had so much stuff happen to me. I tried to be the son my father wanted, and he still rejected me. I was serving time that I did not do, and then I was being corrupted this whole time, and I still am keeping my nature to help people out when I can, but I just want to rest. And that kind of hit a chord with me. Plus, the whole city of Harlem was Luke's enemy at one point in time, not mentioning Cottonmouth, not mentioning his brother, Mm -hmm. not mentioning anything else. And so... That's why Luke is number one. Daredevil's number two. 
And it's only number two because we have season two with it. If not, Jessica Jones pulls ahead of that because I her struggle and the way that she overcame it was amazing. It, it really was. It was a little bit more relatable, almost. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more just normal problems. Yeah. And I like, feel... Damn, all you trying to do is get some dick. Yeah. It ain't your fault that you killed his wife. Huh. Yeah, you gotta, and she's got to live. I can't blame you for not wanting to tell him because I can tell you enjoying that dick. Yeah. <laughs> but the deal is, like, the one thing that they do well, they connect all the shows. Iron Fist, they made mention, uh, like, Claire Temple is taking, you see at the end of Luke Cage, she takes a a tab off this flyer and it's for calling wing school, the dojo. So she's taking lessons from calling wing, but you also hear about, uh, Hogarth is there who was the attorney that was in Jessica Jones. She was actually given a job by his dad. Wendell ran when she was younger. And so she repays her debt and they have a, uh, a working relationship. Then you hear, um, Claire Temple talks about, Damn it, do I need to do this? Okay, I know a guy that's a lawyer talking about Matt Murdoch and then talking about things that are going on. And then you have a mention of Luke Cage and everything else. So everything ties together in the show and they do a very good job of that. So hmm. I mean it's got its it's got its good it's got its ups and it's got its downs. But it's very flat and vanilla for me. Uh, okay, okay. Let's take a quick commercial break and we'll come back with anime. Shmanime. Coming to you from a little bit of anime, this is Monica Robinson. And Elijah Bailey. The podcast that walks the line. It's detailed enough for some hardcore fans, but we also keep it simple for the casual new anime viewer also. To listen to our podcast or to find out more about us, our show, or to contact us, go to our official Facebook page, A Little Bit of Anime. To find us on Twitter or Instagram, go to Bitto Anime. And to find anything about us, go to www.blackandstudios.com, where you can click on our link and have access to all our shows. This is Richard Taplin, host of Black & Studios' The Black Box. Join Elijah Bailey and myself as we explore new topics on how to self-improve ourselves and also find out about everything that's going on behind the scenes at Black & Studios. Please be sure to follow us at Black & Studios on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and also come to our website, blackandstudios.com, where you can find all the podcasts we record here. And to find this show, just type in Black & Studios' The Black Box on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Podbean, you name it. Once again, thank you for your support, and remember, it's Black & Time it is there, boy, oh, don't you? Oh, it's time. You now, guys don't know what time it is. It's anime, anime time. You should really like create like a rap for this. Is it? Okay, I'm to like, do like, it. Like, no lie, if you can write it, yeah, I'll rap it. <laughs> then we'll do that then. Mm-hmm. All right, so Richard's going to anime, anime. He's gonna rap. So if you if you can write down lyrics, do, what would you have to do? This is this is my challenge to you. Okay, you have to write down the lyrics. Give me like maybe like a couple of bars to spit. Okay, and they have to be anime related. Okay, not even that long, dude. It's like thirty <laughs> seconds. <laughs> uh, give me some. Uh, have to talk about nothing but anime. Oh, that's easy. Okay, yeah, I can do that. Cool. So, Anyways, okay, <laughs> so what you been watching, dude? Ooh. And I, I, I like you switched that. Okay, so <laughs> there's two shows I've been really enjoying. Like, I, I've been watching all the... If you don't got... Fuck. Yeah, we're if not you, talking about, like, what you're required to watch. Like, no, what are yeah, you like, yeah. enjoying? Yeah, what I'm enjoying right now, if you guys don't listen to an, uh, a little bit of anime, I am watching a show. It's called one. Chiruran One Half. So, C-H-I-R-U-R-A-N One Slash Two. And it's about... it's These shows are maybe 30 seconds long they're real real short and it's all about uh is that weird shit samurais oh nice no, it's about okay. chibi samurais and what they do is basically they taught there's two main ones that are pissed off they're all about they're the scum of the scum for samurai but they all have different traits there's one pretty boy samurai and they're pissed off because all the girls like him I'm like no samurai supposed to be strong and he does this and the girls like start fawning over him then it's only 30 seconds long it's like thirty, a couple, it's super maybe short. Yeah, yeah, okay. maybe maybe a minute and a half, maybe two. But it's so I watched all uh, ten episodes last night within the span of like just a couple minutes. So it's very funny. It's 
if you like chibi stuff, it's cute, but it has samurai with an attitude like samurai need to be a bad boy or this is my weapon. This is Komosatsu and he has an extra long scythe and then he moves it and it has a spear on the end too. And then they show their favorite weapons and why they use them. Hmm. Like, and these are my trusty gauntlets. Oh my God, they smell so bad. Like, shut up. You know, that's just very, very, uh, very, very fun. Short skits. Short skits, fun. And I'll throw it in there, cute. And then Konosuba, that was one I'm required to watch, but I have far exceeded the four episodes. Konosuba is, I've heard about Death Parade before. Mm -hmm. You know, two people die, they go to a lounge, and then they're supposed to fight each other. Now, it's not, it doesn't matter who wins or loses, but there's there's specific stipulations to see if you go to heaven or hell or you get a second chance at life. For Konosuba... This boy, he wakes up early in the morning. He's like, well, I better get down there so I can get this new game before the lines start. You know, He's like, I planned on doing nothing today, but I know this is coming out. He goes to pick up his game. He's coming home, and he sees this girl walk past him, and he also sees a van. So when the van starts coming or a big truck starts coming, he thinks he's about to get hit with a truck, and you see him pivot on one foot. He's like, no. Next thing you know, he's in a chair. Everything's all black. And you hear footsteps. Ask this girl, and she's like, oh, well... I have bad news for you. You died. And he's like, oh, and it just drops him on like you died. And this is how you died. He's like, well, how's the girl that she lived? Oh, yeah, she lived. And she's like, well, she would have been fine. The tractor would have stopped before it hit her. And he's like, tractor. And she's like, oh, yeah, Ah, you died out of shock. That's the weirdest thing. I've never seen somebody die out of shock. He's like, oh, it was so bad. You peed on yourself, and they took you to the hospital, and all the doctors were laughing at you, cause, and then you had a heart attack and died. And she's like, right. And she whispers in the ear, right now, your family's there, and they're laughing at the way that you died, too. And then she's like, oh, that was good stress relief right there. So she's kind of like an asshole god, like a reaper. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, what the hell? He's like, quit making fun of me. Next thing you know, she's like, okay, here's your choices. You can start life all over again with nothing. Or you can go to this other dimension because you like video games where you can be a hero and you can do this and you can start back with all your memories and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, what about me learning how to speak and talk to the people? And she pulls out like a manual like you would for vegan. Oh, it tells you about all this other stuff. And if you do this, you'll go poof. But that doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. And she kind of skims over it. And he's like, wait a second. Did you just try to skim over something very important? What does poof mean? And she's like, oh, it doesn't matter. Just tell me what one thing that you want to take with you to this new world to start your life. And he says, you. And so she's trapped with him in this new world like a god is trapped with him. Ah, clever. And so he has to, and it's basically another video game base. Like he dies and he lives the life of a video game warrior with a harem of women and with this god that hates him. But Mm. eventually they're going to build a a bond. You know, she's going to make fun of him. She doesn't want him to die. She's going to sacrifice, not sacrifice herself, but you know, help out. So, and that's the way the show's going right now. He's going to a couple of adventures, kind of getting used to the town, meeting new people. But I mean, it's hilarious. Just the beginning to have a God tell you, you died and everybody laughed at the way that you died. I'm like, that's bullshit. Yeah, that, that's fucked up. That's yeah. fucked up. That's fucked but, up. But what are you watching? Uh, I finally knocked out mob cycle 100. How you like it? Man, that was good. Told you. I apologize. Mm. I apologize for waiting so long. Uh, yeah, I blazed through that. I mean, the beginning is a little slow, um, but once he fights that the blonde hair kid, mm-hmm. things amped up bald, real quick. Yeah, bald yeah. man, with the wig, yeah, mm-hmm. things amped up real quick from the, the fighting scenes, and then just the, the animes like that that have different abilities always kind of strikes my interest mm-hmm. because that way it gives you a little bit more variety. Yeah, exactly, variety of what different fighting styles people can roll with. Um, so, yeah, I finished that, which was great. Uh, I also finished season one, season two of Sword Art Online. See, I'm not on season two yet. but Man, I've, that was good. Season two is the one where uh, they have the sniper and she's hitting it with the sword. Yeah. I've been, I've been, yeah. I got to catch up. Yeah, you do. Uh, season two had a, uh, me and Brett was talking about it. Uh, he's the one who actually forced me to watch Sword Art Online. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was real good, man. Like the whole video game element, the story's really good. I wish season one... I was talking to Monica, your co-host on anime, a little bit of anime. I really wish season one maybe did a little bit more game yeah. style in it, cause especially if they were they were basically the, the, the synopsis of Mob, I guess, is first is that there's this little boy in a cycle in a world full of humans, and he so happens to have psycho powers, and he's like the like triple OG yeah. Loke. <laughs> but he just wants a normal life. Just wants that normal life. He has a little brother who wants to have psycho, psychic powers but struggles with it. At first he didn't have them. No spoilers. But so you kind of see that issue going on. 
Uh, Sword Art Online, uh, there's this new VR game that comes out, uh, like an MMO. It's an MMO-style mm-hmm. show. New VR that completely immerses your whole body into this video game world. And what happens is... Uh, the developers took the log out button. <laughs> yeah, they trap you. Yeah, they trap you. So that you, red cloak. Yes, yeah, <laughs> badly. So if you try to, you, you can't escape in game. But if your family or anybody from the outside world tries to take this VR system off your head, you die. It, it kills your brain. So you kind of follow along as these people meet new relationships inside of the game and develop it and try to get to the very end of the game because the That's winner. That's the only way you can get out. Yeah. Technically, yeah. So it was just real good. It was real good. Good action, um, good storytelling. And uh, season two was even more, it was a little bit rushed. Season two got a lot of uh, Star Wars feel mm-hmm. to it. I ain't going to spoil it, but it was good. It was good. Other than that, those are the only two I'm watching. And I finally got back on Yakuza Zero. The only reason I'm bringing this back up yeah. is because I feel like I'm, I'm watching a damn anime. <laughs> Last night, dude, I kid you not, I was sitting there just watching. I was editing Turn on the Game podcast. And I was just sitting there reading, dude. I was just like, man, this is so good. Like, <laughs> I'm not even pushing X. Like, let me, I'll just, I'm watching this. Like, oh, shit, not the homie. But it's different from how I normally say that shit playing a video game yeah. than how I do when I'm watching an anime or a really good movie. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's about it, man. Nice. That ain't bad at all. I'm trying to get back on All Out, that rugby. Oh, yeah, I anime. remember that. That was a good one. And then Monster Strike, I just saw that one. That seems like it's pretty cool. It, it has a lot of artwork, a lot of. It's almost like a. Kind of like Pokemon, except for the okay. stats of your monster are up there, right beside your monster. So you can see, like, the health points drop. <laughs> hey, 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 move, move, move to the right, move to the left. So it looks like it'll be interesting. Another action adventure video game one. And now that Monica has me watching all these for a little bit of anime, I'm, I'm hooked. So they're all looking good. So. Any any other upcoming news? I saw the art, not the artwork, but I saw the actual live action version of Inuyasha for Inuyasha that's coming out. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, it, not looking bad. It, it, it doesn't. I'm I'm still skeptical. skeptical. Uh, I can't, I can't be after Veroni Kenshin. Veroni Kenshin killed they it. They killed it, and that's what makes me nervous. Because you, how can you do better than Veroni? Yeah, Kenshin? and Veroni was a lot more, you know. Realistic, realistic than samurai martial Yashi. arts. Exactly. Yeah. And all the ones that aren't realistic, that's the ones I feel like they... Fuck up. Yeah, badly. But, um, you know, we got Berserk coming out uh, next yes. month. I'm yes. dumb excited for that. Uh, we got Attack on Titan coming out next mm. month. We also got Sword Art Online, the movie, did really well in Japan. And that comes out, I believe, um, sub next month as well. Nice. So we got some cool things to look forward Everything's to. Everything's looking good. Yes, Everything sir. is A-okay. For anime, shmanime. And you saw, I mean, you hear the music. We had to go to the music because Richard <laughs> fucking stopped singing anime, yeah, well, I, I think, you know, like like you said earlier, since we're changing the beginning intro, you know, I think the anime, shmanime needed to be... The actual music? Yeah. So, I okay. think it'd be cool. So, okay. like I said, you know what? Actually, let's do this. If any of our listeners out there can create a short rap dealing with anime only... We'll use that. Let's go that route first. We'll see if anyone Before, submits okay. anything. And then if no one submits anything in a month, so by... Now they're just going to not submit it just so you rap. No, no, no. If they submit it, I'll rap it. Okay, okay. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, you yeah. wanted them to do it. Cause or guys... if they want to do it, that's fine too. But if they just want to submit the lyrics, I'll rap it. Because Jarvis White's in, in his stuff, which you can find on iCloud, if you go to the description of the last episode, episode 68, it'll take you straight there and you can listen to First Strike which is by Jarvis White. So go ahead, send that in to Elijah Bailey Show at gmail.com or podcast at blackandstudios.com. And while you're sending us emails, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Elijah Bailey Show without the W on Twitter and Instagram and Elijah Bailey Show with the W on Facebook. You can also follow us at Black and Studios on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can also go back to the blackandstudio.com website. It's finally yes. up. Uh, it's, I'm still working on it, but it's, it's really functional now. I got a couple of the affiliate links. Amazon is back on there. Ooh. So for all of our Amazon shoppers, if you go to the homepage, scroll down to the bottom, click on that Amazon link, bookmark that son of a bitch for you don't have to go back to that page again just to shop at Amazon. Amazon kicks a little bit back to the studio, which helps us to upgrade equipment and provide better audio goldness to you. 
Um, we also, if you go to blackinstudios.com forward slash podcast, you'll be able to check out all the latest episodes coming out of Black and Studios and their show notes. Boom! I don't, I don't think there's anything else for me to say. Just thank you. Follow us on Patreon. Follow us on the social medias that Richard put out. And if you don't want to send in an email, now for the music, for your, for your lyrics, you have to send that shit in on email. But if you want to talk to us and just comment on stuff. Or you hey, can message us on, on the Elijah Bailey Show. You can do that. Or yeah. you could just leave a review on iTunes. I mean, that's even easier. You're already at iTunes. Subscribe, yeah. rate, and leave a review. Boom. Or and, you even use the comment section on Podbean. Yes. And on iTunes, I just found out that the star ratings for one, two, three, and four no longer work. So you have to leave a five star rating for the show. And so, I mean, you you're, you're, know going, that? you're going, no, I didn't know that. Oh. So mm. you're going to have to do it anyway. So thank you guys. This has been Elijah Bailey. This is Richard Taplin. And I'll catch your ass in the next podcast. All right, guys, same thing as last time. It's time to shine with Elijah Bailey at the end of the show. I'm going to tell you everything you need to know. Now, this week, we're going to start with manga and anime of the month. Anime of the month is Gangsta. So remember, go to the description. You click on that, it'll take you straight to Hulu. The manga of the month is Ragnarok, Sword of the Dark Ones. Again, click on that bitch in the description. It'll take you straight to where you can read every single chapter of the manga. Podcast of the week is Gilbert Godfrey's Amazing Colossal Podcast. You can find it on iTunes. So if you want to know what old Hollywood is like, as Gilbert Godfrey talks to some of the Hollywood greats, but go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and review, and you'll enjoy that show. Cosplay of the week is It's Lisa Lou Who. That's I T S L I S A L O U W H O. You can find her on Instagram with a ton of of amazing cosplay she's done rogue she's done princess jasmine she's done many amazing cosplays so go check her out again and that's it's lisa lou l-o-u who find her on instagram thank you guys and i'll catch you in the next motherfucking podcast